<clears throat> no, I didn't pass them out. Okay, <clears throat> let's pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you this morning, Lord, just to thank you once again for a moment to open your word and just to hear your Bible and hear your verses and to maybe understand how you feel about something, Lord. And, and Lord, I ask you just to just make it clear and plain today on, on what we're learning about, Lord, and just settle our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> so last week, <clears throat> we, were, we started talking about Halloween and uh, we're going to continue about it because I just, at this time of year, I always think it's very important because I see how the world just embraces Halloween. And we talked about, um, you know, where, where Halloween came from and how, you know, they, they Halloween was, was a, a satanic holiday and, and it, it just got meshed with Christianity because the Christian church, supposed Christian church, wanted to, to inter, inter, intermingle so they could, you know, be accepted, right? Um, and, and how the, the Druids that, that uh, started this holiday, yeah. they, still, they still worship it today. They're in secret, but they're there. And they're actually, um, they're actually uh, very more out today than they used to be. They're not hiding, just like a lot of evil in this world is not hiding anymore. It's out in our face. And, and we talked about how, you know, uh, we spend, as Americans, Ten, over $10 billion on Halloween. That's insanity. It's actually more than we spend on Christmas. Yeah. It's pretty sad. So, you know, we, we went through the Druid history and, and all the human sacrifices and went through a little bit about, you know, the, the, where we get wearing costumes and, and, and bobbing for apples and passing out candy and all that stuff. And then we started talking about Halloween in America. And we were working through that. And uh, I, I, Friday night I mentioned this, but <clears throat> I saw an article, a worldly article that talked about what is Halloween. And they talked about some of the same stuff. They even said Samham and Satan. And they said some, you know, about the evil spirits. But their whole spin on it was that there's a group of people that believe these are really evil spirits. Yeah. We know they're not. Their spin was very accepting. You know, and I was thinking, that's exactly what they're doing. That's Satan right there is being deceiving because what he's doing, he's deceiving the world to believe that Halloween's not bad, that it's okay. But if you go to him as a Christian and tell them about these, these, these evil spirits that it's built on, they're going to remember this article and they're going to go, oh, these are those people they were talking about. He's just trying to, you know, cut the, cut the legs out from under us. <clears throat> so we're going to continue talking about what we, we started talking about. What does God say about Halloween in the Bible? Because that's more important than what we say about it or what some article says about it. So let's start off in Deuteronomy chapter 18. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 18. And verses 10 through 13. Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 through 13, the Bible says, <clears throat> There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or as an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. Now, all of that is very important because we still do that today. 
You know, look at horoscopes. Look at people wanting to have their fortunes told. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, these are enchanters. These are witches. These are necromancers. And then it goes on. It says, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all these things, all that do these things are what? An abomination unto the Lord. That's where you don't want to be in this life. You don't want to be called an abomination to the Lord that created you. <clears throat> and continuing in verse 12, it says, And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect <clears throat> with the Lord thy God. Okay, so we see right now here, God views the things of Halloween as abominations. There's very few things that God calls an abomination, but this is one. And if it's called an abomination, that means he wants nothing to do with it. Nothing. He says, drive them out. He wants it to be perfect, right? Because what's the opposite of perfect? If we deal with this and we deal with Halloween and, and we partake in any part of Halloween, we become polluted. Okay, and that's not what he wants us to be. Let's look at 1 Samuel <clears throat> chapter 15. 1 Samuel 15. <clears throat> you know, you, if you think God's not serious about this, let's just continue seeing what he says. 1 Samuel <clears throat> 15, 23. The Bible says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. So God views the things of Halloween plain and simple, right? He says it is, it is, it is rejection, it is rebellion, okay? You don't want to be in rebellion against God. It's plain and simple. Halloween is sin. Let's go to Second Chronicles. <coughs> okay. I'm getting there, Cam. Second Chronicles, thirty-three six. Thirty-three verse six. Second Chronicles, verse thirty-three. I'm sorry, chapter thirty-three, verse six. The Bible says. And he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley, <coughs> in the valley of the son of Hinnom. Also, he observed times and used enchantments and used witchcraft and dealt with familiar spirits and with wizards. He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So, what is he doing here? Well, he's doing everything God told him not to. He hit every one of them right there. In that valley of Hinnon, that's actually a, it's a valley southwest of Jerusalem. Okay? It's where they burn trash. And back then, they burned trash there every day. So it's constantly smoldering and burning and smoky and, and fire and embers, right? But they would put their children through there as sacrifices to Satan. And their children would burn and die. That's what he's talking about here. Through, put your children through the valley. It was a physical valley they put them through, okay? <clears throat> and, and it was constant smoke, you know, but it was a rite of passage. It was a, it was a rite of passage. It was, it was a sacrifice to Satan. Think about it. Some place that burns constantly is smoky and fiery. What is that? Sounds like hell to me, right? 
exactly what it was. <clears throat> but God views the things of Halloween as evil and, and it provokes him to anger. Do you really want to provoke the God that created everything to anger? And the acts of, 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 of forcing the children to walk through this inferno of fire was a sacrificial offering to a God called Baal. Who is Baal? Baal Satan. Sorry, he just goes under another name. Um, and there's more verses I listed. You can read about this Valley of Hinnom and what they did. It was, it was evil, you know, but that's Halloween. It's evil. Let's go to Micah 5.12. <clears throat> Micah 5.12. Ooh, passed it. You too, Cam? Okay. Micah chapter 5, verse 12. The Bible says... And I will cut off witchcrafts out of thine hand, and thou shalt have no more soothsayers. Okay, so God's serious, right? You think God's that serious? He says he's going to cut the things of Halloween off. He will cut them out of his people. Okay? And that doesn't mean he's going to do it with a little feather duster. When God cuts, he cuts with something sharp. Okay? It is something forceful that he will pull away from you. And he's doing that. Why? Because he's trying to keep us from being polluted because it's an abomination. Okay, so let's go to Nahum. That's right, you, Nahum. Let's go to Nahum chapter 3. <clears throat> Nahum chapter, just a few pages over. Nahum chapter 3 in verses 4 through 7. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nahum 3, verses 4 through 7, the Bible says, Because of the multitude of, of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot, the mistress of witchcrafts, that selleth nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcrafts, behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and thy kingdoms thy shame, and I will cast abominable filth upon thee, and make thee vile, and will set thee as a gazing stock. Okay? <clears throat> In verse 7, And it shall come to pass that all they that look upon thee shall flee from thee and say, Nineveh is laid waste. Who will bemoan her? Whence shall I seek comforters for thee? So what's happening? Well, God curses those who deal with this evil, this witchcraft, this Satanism. God curses those who, who participate in Halloween. Okay? And in what we were reading right there, you know, it destroys nations. It destroys families because nations and families are welcoming the evil. What's in our world today? Is America welcoming evil or are they welcoming righteousness? Are our families welcoming evil or are we welcoming righteousness? It's not just Halloween. It's every day. And what did he just say? What did the Bible just say God would do to those families and those people and those nations that welcomed evil? It wasn't a good description. I don't know but about you, but, you know, I don't want filth thrown upon me and I don't want to be vile and I don't want to be set as a gazing stock. You know, that just doesn't sound good and, and to a point that people shall flee from you. That's bad. That's bad stuff, right? But that's what you get when you deal with Halloween. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. If you're saying, oh, this is just Old Testament. You know, that's old law. That doesn't matter anymore. Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 20 is where we're going to start. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 
In verse 20 through 22, the Bible says, But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. That's demons, okay? And not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than He? Well, are you? Do you think you're stronger than God? So why would you participate in a satanic holiday? You're just trying to provoke Him. It's only by His mercy and long-suffering that He just doesn't smash you when you play, participate in Halloween, especially if you claim to be a Christian. No. So you claim to be a Christian, and you tell people to come to church, and you witness to them about God, but on Halloween your yard looks like a, a scene from a horror movie, and you're handing out candy, and you're celebrating it. You're just really lucky God has some mercy, right? And right there, do you cannot drink the same cup with righteousness. You cannot sit at the same table with the Lord if you participate with devils. And that's demons. That's what's in this world. <clears throat> you know, and, and we've talked about that, how the spiritual world we can't see. There's angels and there's demons all around us. Think about these yards that have all these horror, just horrible things. And I've seen them on the Internet. They pop up and they're, oh, best Halloween yard. And it's horrible. You think the demons are enjoying that yard? They're probably having a picnic there every day. They love it. That's just feeding them. <clears throat> so if we participate in these things of Halloween, who are we dining with? Oh, you're not dining with Jesus. You're dining with a devil, a demon. Okay? Let's look at Ephesians 5.11. And this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It's one of those verses that, I don't know, people, I think they call them your life verses or, you know, verses that just mean a lot to you. It just it has meaning. This is one of mine, I, in one of my favorites. Ephesians 5.11. 5.11 is also my badge number, so it makes me easy to remember it. <laughs> Ephesians 5.11, the Bible says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. It doesn't say you can have some fellowship. You can have one skeleton in your yard or one little scary ghost. It says no. That means none. Zero fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And if you're a Christian, what are you supposed to have? Fruits of the Spirit, right? How can you have fruits of the Spirit if you're playing with demons? You don't. Okay? Do not have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But then he tells us what to do with them. Reprove them. What does that mean? That means bring them out of the darkness and point them out to the world for what they are. They're evil. They're evil. That's what Christians are supposed to do, and we're not doing it. We're not doing it with Satan. We're not doing it with Halloween. We're not doing it with the, you know, the alphabet people. We're not doing it with the pedophiles. We're not doing it with abortion. We're just sitting back and letting go. Because the world teaches us that, that we need to be all-inclusive. And they'll use this against Christians. They'll go, well, you're Christians. You're supposed to have God's love. You're supposed to love everyone. And we do, but we don't love your sin. Reprove the sin. That's what you're supposed to do. How is the world going to know that sin is sin and it's wrong and it's against the holy God if you don't stand up and tell them? Okay? 
So, yes, that's an awesome verse. I love it. So God doesn't want us to speak of evil things. He doesn't want us to discuss evil things. He doesn't want us to participate in Halloween. He wants us to have no part of it. Now, having a Sunday school lesson is not participating in it. It's reproving it. Okay? So there's a difference there. Participating or speaking of it is if we sat down and, man, I was, that's pretty cool. I'm going to put up that skeleton. I like that one. You know? And our, our neighborhood is full. They're full. There's one that's kind of funny, humorous, but they're full. And they have those, what, 20-foot tall skeletons? And even Jessica, we were driving somewhere the other night, and she goes, Papa, those big skeletons really scare me. And they're creepy. It's horrible. <clears throat> but it's evil. Evil is not supposed to be fun. Yet this world makes it fun. So let's go to Galatians. Flip back to the last chapter or last book in the Bible that we were... In Ephesians, so jump back to Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to read 19 through 21. 19 through 21, the Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. What does that mean? That means the works of the flesh are evident. So we're going to see something that's not the works of the Spirit. We're going to see the works of the flesh, and it's evident. It's apparent. It means it's easy to see, right? So now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Here comes your list. You ready? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Ready for the next one? Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revival and such like of the which I tell you before as I've told you in time past that they which do such things you ready they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God how much more plain do you need to hear you participate in evil things if you allow them in your life even maybe unknowingly allowing them into your life but when you see them you got to get them out right so you allow evil into your life and you allow Halloween into your life and you participate in it, that will cause you to be in a state to where you are in this list of people that are not supposed to enter into heaven. So if you don't enter into heaven and you die, what do you enter into? Anybody know? Yeah. You enter into hell. There's only two places we're going to end up, heaven or hell. There's nowhere else. There's no purgatory. You don't get to fly around through space and bounce off planets and stars. You end up heaven or you end up hell. It's your choice. But if you're playing with witchcraft and you're playing with Halloween, it says you're in that list that I'm not going to, God says they're not going to be in heaven. There will be no Halloween in heaven. There's going to be no little cute skeletons. There's going to be no little ghosts and ghouls. And we're not going to be passing out candy. God says that's evil. It's not in heaven. Okay? <clears throat> Let's go to Revelation 21.8. <clears throat> Revelations 21.8. The Bible says that I'm on the wrong page. There we go. Revelation 21.8. The Bible says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So after you play with witchcraft and you celebrate Halloween all your life and you die and you end up in hell and you think that's bad, 
Well, one day hell gets tossed in this lake of fire, and that's worse. Amen. And that's forever. Amen. Okay? All because you want to pass out candy and be like your neighbors and spend, you know, $10 million on a Halloween or a holiday that, that is, 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 is evil. Why would, why would we do this? Why does Christians even participate in this? And God is pretty clear, right? This list right here, it says those who play with this occultish and this Satanism and all this evil that is Halloween, this is where you're going to end up. Lake of fire. Yeah. Lake of fire. I saw a Halloween thing popped up and they had their windows in their house. I don't know how they did it with sheets and lights, but it looked like the house was on fire. And they had skeletons and it just looked like hell. And they're playing with fire. They think it's cute. No. You think they're going to think it's cute when they're in that lake of fire? No. That doesn't sound fun at all, right? So we look at the Bible, and we, we find in the Bible that devils are mentioned 55 times, familiar spirits 16 times, lying spirits 4 times, foul, unclean spirits 2 times, jealous spirits 2 times. God is very serious about what happens with those who play with spirits. Okay, he's pretty, pretty straightforward. So Christians in Halloween, Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. <clears throat> so what about Christians in Halloween? How do we deal with it? Well, let's look at this. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove... What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Let's read that again, just in case you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And be not conformed to this world. We could stop right there, but he goes on. He says, but be ye transformed, Christians, by the renewing of your mind, that you may what, Christians? You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, the God that saves you. Okay, so it, the Bible's very clear here. There's no, no wiggle room. You can't say, oh, well, we could translate that different. No, he's very clear. God is very clear. He says to not be conformed to this world, and we're supposed to live our lives so we are acceptable to God. Which God? The God that created everything. The God that sent his son to die for you and die for you on a cross. Die cruelly for your salvation. Because we can't save ourselves. That's the one you're supposed to be acceptable to, right? Well, Matthew 24, 4. <clears throat> I'm good. That's one thing. Cam cares about everybody. He's always worried about you. But when you fall down, he'll laugh. <clears throat> Matthew 24, 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them. So this is from Jesus' mouth himself. Take heed that no man deceive you. So Jesus has given us a warning. Do not let man deceive you. Right? Don't be deceived into thinking Halloween is harmless. And it's just another little holiday. It's just for the kids. Really? It's for the kids. Yes, Satan wants to get to your kids. Because what is the thing? Get to the kids before they're eight, before it's too late. Because they can change their sexuality, they can change their view of the world and they can make them worship Satan instead of Christ. That's why they want to get them young. 
That's why the cartoons are the way they are. That's why the kids shows, even back when I was a kid, we didn't realize it, but they were bad. When my kids were kids, I didn't realize it, but there was some bad stuff I let them watch. I didn't realize that. That's kid stuff. Because I was stupid. I was ignorant of the Bible. You can't be ignorant of this Bible. We need to know this. Okay? John 8, 44. <clears throat> John 8, 44. The Bible says, here's Jesus again. Ye are of your father. These are those that play in Halloween. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh it of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. And he will lie to this world and tell them Halloween is a wonderful, happy time. Let's eat candy and get fat. It's a lie. He wants you to participate in that because you're worshiping him. Yeah. You're giving your kids to him. And if you participate in Halloween, you're opening the door and just, you might as well just open the door and just push them on in there with him. Because exactly what you're doing, you're putting up no resistance to him at all. And what does it say? He is a liar and a murderer. What is he trying to murder? He's trying to murder your kids. He's trying to murder your family. He's trying to murder your church. Yeah. And George, when you get married, guess what? He probably didn't want to attack you. He's going to attack those around you because he wants to pull you down. He wants to make you quit singing. He wants to tear you down, destroy your family, destroy your children because he's a murderer and he's a liar. And he will do that. He will lie to everybody. He'll lie to Diana about you to get Diana mad at you, to divide you. You've got to watch that. He does it. He's good at it. He's been doing it for longer than we've been around, right? <clears throat> Let's look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 11. Second Corinthians 11, <clears throat> 13 through 15. The Bible says, For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing for his ministers, who is that? That's the demons, also to be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. What is this Bible telling us? Watch out. Satan's not going to come to you looking like an evil guy in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork and a, and a, a pointy tail. He's going to come to you looking like a preacher. He's going to come to you looking like another Christian. And his little demons are going to look like them too. And they're going to be in churches. And they're going to tell other Christians, oh, Halloween's not that bad. What did Satan do in Adam and Eve? He went to Eve and he went, oh, did God really say that? He's being deceitful. He's done it since the beginning of time. He's still going to do it. So be careful, Christians about your children, about this holiday. And the Bible tells us that Satan, like I said, is the father of lies. He's a deceiver. He wants you to follow him, right? And whoever follows him, they're going to end up in hell. Now, if you're a Christian and you celebrate Halloween, are you guaranteed to go to hell? No. But now you're in rebellion against God. You've broken your fellowship and you need to repent and get right and straighten it out. And if, if you've celebrated Halloween with your kids in the past, you need to get right and tell them why we don't do that anymore. 
What are you doing? He disguises himself as an angel of light, not just an angel, an angel of light. That's righteousness, right? Who's he trying to, who's he trying to mimic? He's trying to mimic Jesus Christ. Right? Is exactly what he's doing. So if a church has a fall festival or a harvest festival instead of a Halloween festival, are they being deceptful, deceiving? Yes. Yes, they are. Absolutely they're being deceiving. No matter how you dress it up, Halloween is still, still a fully pagan holiday. There's no way to dress it up. Was it lipstick on a pig? Yeah. It's not good, right? Let's look at Acts 19. Acts 19.18. I remember uh, a uh, church many years ago, and I went there for a harvest festival because I thought it was okay back then. And they had a Halloween, uh, they had a haunted house in the church, inside the church. And I was like, oh, okay. I was as stupid as I could be. I was deceived. And that's what's happening. Acts 19, 18 through 19. 19, 18 through 19 says, And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, that's witchcraft, brought their books together. What kind of books are those? Witchcraft books. And burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. These are people that got saved and realized that the witchcraft they're doing was wrong. And they didn't just go, okay, well, I've got a Bible now. I'm just going to leave my witchcraft book on the shelf. They knew what to do. They brought them together and they burned them. That's the only way to get rid of it. Burn it. Okay? And that's what they did. These, these people, these were, these were people at Ephesus. They got saved. And what did they do? They confessed that they were into witchcraft. They denounced this witchcraft. They denounced this practice by what? By burning all the related items they had of the uncult world. They bur burned their books. They burned the lytles. Anything they had that was not godly and righteous, they burned it. Okay? And it says 50,000 pieces of silver, right? Does anybody know how much that is today? It's over $1 million. They burned a lot. They burned a lot of books, but these people got saved and they were serious about following God. Do you think they ever went back and celebrated Halloween? Probably not. Second Corinthians 614. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 614. The Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? That's pretty plain, right? Pretty plain. We should have nothing to do with Halloween. Don't be unequally yoked. Okay? It says right there, you have, you have, a Christian has nothing to do with darkness. Stay away from it, right? And think about it. Can a Christian celebrate Halloween without participating in pagan rituals? No. Can a Christian go to an abortion clinic, have an abortion, and still claim to be pro-life and have the Spirit of Christ inside them? No. Okay? Can a pastor teach that homosexuality is okay and still be considered a godly preacher? No. He's called a false prophet. Can a Christian dabble in horoscopes? You know the little newspaper that we open up and we always read, what's going to happen to me today? Can you dabble in those horoscopes and still claim that you're not part of the occult world? Nope. 
You just opened the door. Opened the door. And, and would you invite a Satanist over to dinner? Probably not, unless you were trying to witness to them and you had been witnessing to them and you were going to bring them over and talk to them about Christ, right? And, and would you buy tarot cards or a Ouija board for your child? Guess what? I had one as a teenager. I bought one. I thought it was so cool. We scared ourselves to death with that thing. And you know what's weird? When I started going to church, because I remember it was in the attic of my house. I started going to church, and one day I went to look for it to throw it away. I don't know where it went. Honest to God, I don't know where it went. It was not there. Scares me, but it's gone. So Bible-believing Christians would answer no to all these questions, right? So why would Christians, why would Christians <clears throat> allow their children to dress up and play with the devil on Halloween? Okay, Ephesians 6, 12. Am I watching the time? Nah, we're good. We're good. Ephesians 6.12. Thank you, Cam. 6.12. So here we go. The Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We don't need to fight against flesh and blood. What are we fighting against? We're fighting against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What is this? This is the spirit world. These are demons. These are devils. This is what we're fighting against. And, and <clears throat> it, what, is, what is it about the compromise that Christians do not understand? When you're playing with Halloween, you're playing with the spiritual world. Something you have no control over and you're not strong enough to stand against by yourself. You need Christ to fight against these spirits, right? And, and what about being a light to the world and a salt to the earth? Can you be a light to the world if you're in darkness? You know, if your flashlight has no batteries, you're worthless. You know, Halloween is nothing to do with Jesus. Absolutely nothing. In fact, it is in direct opposition. Every aspect of Halloween is in direct opposition to Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. <clears throat> if I can get there. There it goes. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22. How about these verses? It says, Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. You ready? Abstain from all. All appearance of evil. All appearance of evil. Not some, all of it. So we're to hold on to what? Things that are good. Is Halloween good? No. And not to put on the appearance of evil. So if we play with Halloween, we're putting on the appearance of evil, right? So what about that church that has a haunted house inside of it? Appearance of evil. What about that, haunted, that church that has a pile of pumpkins on the outside and they're, they're selling pumpkins? Evil. Fall festival? Evil. That's the appearance of evil. That's the appearance of evil. That church has given up. I would doubt there's many Christians there. Or if they are, they're very ignorant. Like I was at one time. I didn't know the Bible. And I was, oh, Halloween. Yeah, let's go. It was awesome. Right? Uh, so let's go to 3 John. 3 John. Third John. <coughs> In verse 11, the Bible says, Beloved, who's that? He's talking to Christians, so listen up. It basically, it says, Christians, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. Ready? But he that doeth evil is 
hath not seen God. You are not saved if you're participating in evil and it doesn't bother you. There's no way a Christian can participate in it and it not oppress them. Or maybe they don't even realize it, but they may go into a deep depression. They may start getting sick physically, mentally. But they're going to be affected. If you have no effect, you, God doesn't know you. Okay? Isaiah 5.20. <clears throat> Isaiah 5.20. Isaiah 5, verse 20, the Bible says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That word woe, when it comes up, when it says woe in the Bible, get ready because something important's coming, right? And the Bible's very clear that on mixing the, with the world, with Christianity, we see that early churches, what do they do? They mixed Satan and, and pagan ritualistic festivals to what? Appease the world and bring people to church. What do churches do today? Let's have a rock band so we can make the world come visit us, you know? Let's have a car show during church and pass out IBC root beer that looks like beers. A church did that. Yes, it did. I know. I saw it. So we can appease the world. And the men didn't have to be in on Father's Day. They didn't have to be in the sermon. They could go out and play in the car show. Really? Insanity, right? <clears throat> and, and they do this to appease the world. They want to be more acceptable to the world. We don't want to be acceptable to the world. We want the world to accept Christ. And you can't show him Christ if you're playing in their world, right? And it sounds like the church today, yet the Bible says, Woe unto those who mix good with evil. So Halloween, Halloween is something that Christians should willingly participate in, right? And allow into your church. Should you do that? Or maybe in your home or your family? No. Would God approve of this? Nope. Is there something you would want with your children to be part of? Nope. Would you willingly introduce your, your children to something evil which would condemn them and, and many of the generations beyond them? If Satan really showed up at your doorstep looking like Satan dressed in his little red outfit and said, I want your children, would you slam the door? No. You better. You know, if, if, if a known pedophile came to you and said, I want to take your children to the amusement park, would you hand them over to him? No. So be smart. Don't hand them over to Halloween. You have this information, so now you have to make a decision. And as Christians, we are not to fear the devil, right? Don't, don't fear him because we've got God on our side. Nor are we supposed to place him in our lives. And that's the point of Halloween. And we're supposed to be separate, right? We're supposed to be a shining light on a hill, a salt to the world. You can't do that if you're playing in darkness. What kind of witness are you for Jesus if you're being, are you, are you being, if you participate in a satanic holiday. You're not. You just blew it. Okay? And you still think it's okay to celebrate Halloween as a Christian? Well, I've got a few verses here. If anybody wants to write some down, I'll, I'll tell them real quick. Look these up. Okay? Try Luke 10, 19 through 20. Luke 10, 19 through 20. Luke 10, 19 through 20. John 3, 19 through 20. John 3, 19 through 20. Romans 13, 12. Romans 13, 12. Ephesians 4, 27. Ephesians 4, 27. 
Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. Titus 1, 15. James 4, 7. And 1 Peter 5, 8. Read those at your leisure and you tell me if it's okay for a Christian to celebrate Halloween. Okay, if anybody wants a copy of this, I'll gladly make a copy for you so you can read it. <clears throat> but it's just evil, guys. It's evil. And it's peddled to us as something that's happy and it's for our children and it's, it's okay. It's, you know, it's safe. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. And that's a lie. That's deception. And we need to know it. And as Christians, you need to stand up against it. Okay? Let's pray, guys. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you again today. Lord, thank you for this moment to open your word and to hear your words and to know how Halloween is evil and deceptive. And Lord, just trying to draw our, children's into, our children into hell, Lord. And, and how many Christians are ignorant and just open that door and allow their kids to go, Lord. I ask you to please let us be strong in our hearts and our minds, Lord. And Lord, let us just fight against Satan, Lord, and, and just stay close to you, draw close to you, Lord. And I ask you just to be with us this day as we continue to hear your word and to worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.